Kingsport Sovereign Grace Church, located at 2709 Rock Springs Road in Kingsport, Tennessee, would like to invite you to listen to a message of Sovereign Grace by their pastor, Gabe Stoniker. For information and service times, visit www.ksgc.church. And now, Gabe Stoniker. I will be speaking to you today from John 14. If you would like to follow along with me, we will be in John 14. And I would like to read the first six verses of John chapter 14. It says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, I hope this message is a help in answering the question. This is a critical question. We have a few critical questions this morning. But I hope this message is a help in answering the question, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? And I hope this message is a help in answering the question, who should I believe? Who should I believe? This preacher says this and that preacher says that. You're watching me right now on your television. And if you see anyone else on television, you may notice one man will say this and another man will say that. Everyone does not say the same thing. This denomination says one thing and another denomination says another thing. Who should I believe? Who should I trust? I hope this message is a help in answering the question, number one, what must I do to be saved? Number two, who should I believe? And number three, how can I know if I am a child of God? How can I know if I belong to God? How can I know that? Well, let's read these verses again. John 14, verse 1, our Lord said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, here is the answer to all three of those critical questions. I just want to go ahead and say it. I just want to go ahead and answer it. And then we will explain the answers with the Word of God, okay? Verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. I am the way. What must I do to be saved? How can I be saved? Our Lord said, I am the way. I am the way. And then he said, I am the truth. Who should I believe? Do you ever ask yourself that question? Who should I believe? This one's saying this, that one's saying that. How can I know who's right? How can I know who's right? Who should I believe? Our Lord said, I am the truth. I am the truth. And then he said, I am the life. How can I know if I'm a child of God? How can I know if I'm one of his followers, one of his disciples? How can I know if I have been born again, as the scripture says, quickened to life again, born again? You'll hear people say all the time, I'm a born again Christian. You ever heard somebody say that? Yes, sir, buddy. I'm a born again Christian. How do you know? Really, let's get honest. Let's get real. How do you know? People go around just spouting that off. I'm a born-again Christian. How do you know? How can we know that we have been born again by God's Holy Spirit? How can we know? Our Lord said, I am the life. He said, no man comes to the Father but by me. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Now let's explain those three things through the Word of God. What does our Lord mean when He says, I am the way? And I pray we will really get a hold of this. Ask the Lord to open your eyes and your heart to this. This is so important. What does our Lord mean when He says, I am the way? Well, turn with me over to Matthew 7. Matthew chapter 7. This is a scripture we turn to a lot because it is so eye-opening. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, it says, and this is our Lord speaking, He said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. What is the will of the Father which is in heaven? What is the will of the Father which is in heaven? Well, we could pick a page. I have a Bible right here. We could turn to any page in this word. This is the will of the Father which is in heaven. We could pick any law. We could pick any commandment. That would be the will of the Father which is in heaven. The will and the demand of the Father is... And we will see this as we read this word. 
The will and the demand of the Father is absolute, holy perfection. That's the will. That is the demand of the Father. And that's not what mankind is. God demands absolute, holy perfection. And that's not what mankind is at all. And mankind is not going to be allowed into the glory of heaven just because he says, Lord, Lord. Not at all. That does not meet God's demands. That does not meet the will of the Father. In order to be allowed in, a man or a woman has to be absolute, holy perfection. Verse 22 right here, he said, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? That's what I'm doing right now, preaching in his name. Have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? They said, Lord, we preached. We cast out devils. We did mission work. We did humanitarian efforts. Why did they do that? Here's the reason why. It's because they thought that was the way. They thought that was the way. They thought if a man or a woman wants to go to heaven, he or she has to become religious. Have you ever thought that? There was a time in my life when I thought that. They thought if a man or a woman wants to go to heaven, he or she has to become religious. He or she has to cast out all sin. They thought if a man or a woman wants to go to heaven, they have to get rid of all their sin. Have you ever thought that? They thought he or she has to do works that are pleasing to God. If you want to go to heaven, you got to do things that are pleasing to God. That's what they thought. Have you ever thought that? Our Lord said right here, that's not the way. That is not the way. Look at verse 23. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Preaching is iniquity. Casting out devils is iniquity. Many wonderful works is iniquity. According to God, it is. He said, what you thought was the way that was actually sin against me. His ways are not our ways. The pride in thinking that we can do for him what only he can do for us, that is sin against him. The Apostle Paul said over and over again, mortify the deeds of your flesh. That means kill your own works. That's what that means. He's not talking about the works He's not talking about sin. When he says mortify the deeds of the flesh, he's not talking about sin. Paul couldn't kill his own sin. He could not kill his own works of sin. Just read Romans 7. Read 1 Timothy 1. He's talking about the works of self-righteousness. That's what he's talking about. Self-righteousness that man is fooling himself in thinking that he's doing. And man is going to go meet God in his own works, thinking that's the way. But that's not the way. Man's anything is not the way. Christ said, 
I am the way. My work is the way. My righteousness is the way. My goodness, my good deeds, my perfection. Why is that? It's because only he and only his work is absolute holy perfection. Only Christ. It's not me and you. Only Christ is absolute holy perfection before God. He is the only one, and his work is the only thing that God will actually accept. That's it. His blood is the only thing that will actually put away our sin. We can't decide to stop sinning. We're sinners. We're sinners. That's like trying to decide to no longer be human. We're humans. There is only one way. Christ Jesus, the man. Christ Jesus, the Lord. Christ Jesus, our God. He said, I am the way. Turn with me to Galatians 2. Galatians chapter 2, there are so many scriptures we could turn to to see this very thing. Galatians 2 verse 16 says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law. The scripture. A man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. His faith. The faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ. Looking to him. Trusting him that we might be justified by the faith of Christ. We believe in him, that we are justified by the faith of him and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Looking to Christ, believing on Christ, that's the way. Chapter 3, Galatians chapter 3, verse 11 says, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Looking to Christ. Trusting in Christ. Believing Christ did it for us. Christ had to do it for us. We could not do it ourselves. Verse 13 says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Us doing it is not the way. Christ doing it, that's the way. And he said, and this is the glory of the gospel, he said, it's done. That's what he said. He said, Father, I finished the work that you gave me to do. It's done. Well, <clears throat> what does this mean for us? How does this translate to us? Hebrews 4 says this means we can rest from all of our labors as God has from his. We can rest as he has rested. If Christ said it's done, we can trust him. Let's, let's trust him. And let's not try to do again what he says he has already finished. This is what it is to believe on Christ and to look to Christ and to rest in the finished work of Christ. It is to believe He is the way. I don't look to myself at all for anything anymore. I look to Christ alone. He is the way. Not me, Him. Not my work, His. His. People hear that and they say, oh yeah, I believe that. Okay, if so, let's rest in it. If we believe it, let's rest in it. 
Now, it won't take us any time at all to answer the second question. That was the first question, and we spent the most of our time on it. But it won't take any time at all to answer this second question. Who should I believe? All right, as you listen to preachers, this one says this, and that one says that. Who should I believe? Well, turn with me to Romans 3. Romans chapter 3. I'll give you just a second to get there because I want you to see something with me here. Romans chapter 3. I want us to look at the fourth word of the fourth verse. Okay, Romans 3. The fourth word of the fourth verse says, Let God be true, but every man a liar. Let God be true, but every man a liar. Who should I believe? Here's the answer. God. Who should I trust? Here's the answer. God. This preacher says this, and that preacher says that. Who's right? Which one is right? Here's the answer. It's the one who will not give you his own word. It's the one who will only quote God's word to you. It's the one who will not declare an opinion on God's word, will not add to what God has said. But it's the one who will only declare God's word, only declare the things that God has written. Let God be true and every man a liar, every man. If a man is quoting God's word, he will be quoting God's word. If he's not quoting God's word, he's quoting his own. Let God be true and every man a liar. John, the apostle John said, try the preachers, whether they are of God. Try them. You need to try me. You need to search the scriptures to see if I'm telling you the truth. Don't believe me. Believe God. You need to try every man you hear. How can we know if a preacher is of God? That man will only declare to you God's word. God's messengers will not add anything to God's word. They will not say God's word says this and then also in addition to that. They won't do that. They will not take anything from God's word. They won't go through the scriptures and then find one they don't like and skip that verse. They won't do that. They won't withhold anything God has said. They will only declare it in the simplicity of how God declared it. Our God wrote this Bible right here so that a babe can understand it. That's what he said. He wrote this in a way so that a babe can understand this. Our God does not write with trickery. He did not write one thing meaning another thing. He wrote exactly what he meant to say. And where man struggles with it is man doesn't like it. Man says, well, I don't understand it. That's not so. It's very easy to understand. The flesh of man naturally just does not like what God has to say. It's very hard on sin, very condemning of sin, and that's what man is. We are sin. 
Man does not like it. Man does not believe it. Man does not agree with it. So man tries to explain it away. That's what men do in pulpits. They don't like it. They don't believe it. They don't agree with it. So they try to get up and they'll open the word and quote something and then try to explain it away. When a man does that, mark it down. He's a liar. He's a liar. When man says, well, now, yeah, that's what God said, but that's not exactly what God meant. Mm -mm. That's exactly what the adversary did to Eve. We need to realize that. That's exactly what the adversary did to Eve. If that's what God said, that's what God meant. And the only safe thing for me to declare and the only safe thing for you to hear are the very words of God himself. Christ said, I am the truth. Everything else is a lie. If a man is telling you something and you can read it for yourself in God's actual word, listen to that man. If a man is telling you something and you cannot find it in God's word and you ask him to show you where it is and he can't show you where it is because it's not there, don't listen to that man. He's not telling you the truth. Don't listen to him. Our Lord said, I am the way. I am the truth. And he said, I am the life. How can I know if I have been made alive by God? Made alive. Turn with me to John, I'm sorry, 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. 1 John 5, we're going to read a few verses right here. Verse 1 says, Whosoever believeth, that Jesus is the Christ. And to understand this verse, we need to understand what it means to say He is the Christ. It means to say He is the Messiah. He is the only mediator between God and man. He is God manifest in the flesh. The fullness of the Godhead bodily. That's what it is to say He is the Christ. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. What are his commandments to us? He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. Whoever believes on him, whoever follows him, bows to him. That's the commandments. Verse 4, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. This is what causes a sinner to overcome the condemnation of the world. It's the faith that God gives to his people. Verse 5, who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. And that doesn't just mean God's Son. That means the equal member of the Trinity. The Father of God, the Spirit of God, the Son of God. Verse 6, this is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. 
And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. How can I know if I am quickened to eternal life? How can I know if the Spirit has quickened me to eternal life? He will give me absolute, total faith in Jesus Christ. He will cause me to completely look to Jesus Christ alone. Not me and Him. Him alone. Not my decision and Him. Not my works and His works. Him alone. In closing, let me tell you this. Sinless living is not where a believer's assurance comes from. Because a believer cannot achieve that. We are sinners. Sinless living is not where a believer's assurance lies. Faith in Christ. Hoping. Looking. Trusting. That's where a believer's assurance comes from. It says, this life is in Him. In Him we live and move and have our being. Paul told the Colossians, when Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. He's our life. So this is how we can know that God has quickened us to himself. Our life won't be our life at all. Our life will be Christ. It will be Christ. We will say with absolute confidence, he is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. His will, his decision, his work, now, if God has put that resolve in us, our Lord said we can let not our heart be troubled. If he's taught us that and confirmed that in us, we can let not our heart be troubled. He said, you believe in God. You believe in Christ. He said, I go to prepare a place for you that I may come again to receive you to myself. And what he's saying in all that is just rest. Just rest. I pray God will give that to us for Christ's sake. Amen. You have been listening to a message by Gabe Stoniker, pastor of Kingsport Sovereign Grace Church in Kingsport, Tennessee. If you would like a copy of this message or to hear other messages of Sovereign Grace, you can call or write to the number and address on your screen or visit www.ksgc.church. Tune in at this same time next week for another message of God's free and sovereign grace.